Hey everybody, this is Petey from the Spin Rack, and today I'm doing another, just an overview of Namor, Prince Namor, the Submariner. This is a shot of um, the big fight between the original Human Torch and Namor and Submariner. This classic story that's kind of been retold in different ways. It's been in the um, X-Men, uh, what is that thing? It's been in, uh, actually, yeah, it's been a couple of ways. If you look at, um, while I'm here, well, this is, I think, this is Carl Burglos and, um, what's his name? Uh, Bill Everett. Bill Everett created the Submariner, right? And, um, in Marvels, this was, this Marvel series, they retold the story of the first fight between well Namor was an anti-hero so it's kind of um here's Namor but it's Namor being nude for some reason and it comes into this huge battle between a torch and him so we're going to show you a couple of different things just to give you an overview of of Namor and I guess I have it in this book here too right and Grand Design where they retold it in a different way to say that um, Namor was the reason for mutant um, in this big battle here. This um, way flooded New York City. So this is like Marvel was doing the reality stuff way before anyone else, right? So you got them on the bridge, all this other cool stuff, right? So we're going to show some other shots of the, of the submariner in here. Alright, do we have it? Got here the little the title page, one of the title things for the Submariner here. Right? Here's the Submariner, an ultraman of the deep. He lives on land and in the sea. He flies in the air and has the strength of a thousand men. In the youth of dynamic personality, quick thought and fast action, from whence does he come and what is his mission? So, as I said, he was a, uh, initially an anti-hero and or villain, which leads into this big fight between these two, right? So this should have suggested that the, that the Human Torch had some strength since he was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Submariner, right? We have the signatures on this actual, the Battle of the Century. And um, I think we got Captain America here. We're not going to go too far or more into this. Just wanted to get you another. Yeah, so Submariner starts fighting on the side of the Allies, right? He starts fighting against some um, Nazis in Japan in his story. So he quickly changes from anti-hero to hero, right? So um, before this, so basically... Even though I think I think Berman pointed out that the book never really sold that well, but you know that first sort of uh, fight between heroes it didn't sell as much as Captain America, but it was a mainstay. It was brought back in the fifties. Um, oh, this is a lot of book to have here, so let me move this out for now. You're gonna get to see a non-background. So we move this guy out of here for a second. We're gonna put some Nemo product out, right? Now, 
with this said, let's see, do I got the right key issue here? Okay, yeah. So we got some burn issues, but we got a couple of other issues to show. I'm not gonna do all of them, but I'm gonna do a couple, right? I guess this kind of says what it's gonna be, right? Move in. So this issue here, the special edition, Cover by Burn. This is the reprint. At this stage, these books was even though as a kid, my, we were definitely too expensive. So it's easy to get these reprints, and you get these great issues, right? And this is the initial issue in um, Fantastic Four issue four. The the Submariner was brought back again in the Fantastic Four, and he is struggling because his and initially he thought most of Atlantis was destroyed. Right, and he lost his people. So he bowed against humanity. And at the end, he still, but he was kind of, he was attracted to Sue Storm. So he kind of was on the edge of being a good guy and being a bad guy. And he set up the Fantastic Four a couple times, but in the end, he kind of just walked away from some of their battles, right? So here is the first Atlantis attacks retold, right? We have this. These are doe-eyed blue people. They have eyes like does. They're full black, but at the same time, they're blue-skinned. We'll get into the difference of skin between um, the um, Atlanteans and Prince Namor, but he is the prince. He's um, their rightful ruler. His mother was a ruler, right? But slowly there's a shift from the doe-eyed Dorma to having regular human eyes. It's just something that Kirby would do. This, oh, cool. You get to see um, the thing without the unibrow that Byrne would usually do. This is kind of the version, a mock-up of how Byrne kind of interpreted the thing when he was doing them in like his like second or third, second year, right? So Namor plans this attack. This is a, a, a standard intro to how people's powers worked, right? You got the Human Torch heating up the area for the thing, leads to a fight, right? You see his strength, right? And all this other stuff. And Reed comes in and he does uses his power to stop things up. And then of course, Sue is just the girl in this thing at this point, right? So they decide they're gonna go on vacation. Ben's out there, he's totally masked up. But then these creatures are coming out of nowhere. And Fantasy IV have been captured by Namor, right? He's still attracted to Sue. Submariner is going to the United Nations. They're trying to talk about this stuff, talk about the history of Homo Mermanus, right? Mermanus, right? That's a Mermanus, that's what it is. Right? But see, like the that kind of brow, that's what Burn was kind of going for. And um, but with the regular sort of 
Well, no, this is kind of like the, with no real muscles here. I'm talking about the whole process of how they started assimilating the human, but they were underground, underwater people, right? They went from barbarians to then defining culture. And then of course, humanity was doing their testing and um, destroying their land, right? But at the same time, Burn drew this insert, which kind of matched what was going on here, right? They were destroyed. They send out his daughter. The king sends out his daughter. She goes in and she gets captured. And Burn here goes, keeps to the doe-eyed thing of this his name is another. Of course, somehow dislike the regular thing. She gets regularized for two seconds. She falls in love and gets married. And they say the humans have taken her killed his um, Namor's father and we go and Namor is born so we have how he's sort of a Pocahontas type of thing within the Submariner, this gives you everything here so Burn is still doing it the Submariner, he's fought with the heroes they don't know what happened to him it's, I think in the Lost Generation they kind of hint that um, the Master Khan had him or the Yellow Claw, the Yellow Claw had him right? So then they find him and begin to fight. And then they realize the Submariner is the actual person who came in there. And it was a sneak attack. And Atlantis attacked the, uh, New York City. Seeing kind of similar to the Human Torch in the fight in New York City. Right? And they got all the advancement. The Torch is taking out a bunch of stuff. The thing gets involved against them. This is a real full-scale war going on here, right? And Reed gets hurt. But then, of course, there's always a roost. They got Krang here, so things could always go left. And then you could kind of see the water in there. Thing, something that happens, and Reed figured a way to get rid of all of these... Um, Electronic devices set at the maximum sends all of them away, and, and the Submariner is really mad at that um, Red Reed, right? So they get into this fight, the whole Fantastic Four is fighting them, but then he steals Sue, right? Because he's not really interested in fighting her. She's captured her, Dorma's there, but now he left her with the enemy. She's in love with, Norma's in love with Namor, but he's kind of sweet on, on Sue, so it's not going to work out to Sue's advantage, right? So then Submarine is back fighting it on his own. We're doing pretty good. The Fantasy Fours are catching, getting their, their shots in, right? Namor calls in some help from some sea creatures. And then, of course, Lady Dorma's like, nope. Yeah, actually, Crane is staying on this side, but she said, nope, Sue's gonna perish, right? And as they're fighting, they realize Sue's stuck in the water, and she's pretty much dead, right? She's almost close to that. So then, the Submariner saves an enemy, and of course, he is now abandoned by his own his people.
He uses, he has his wings on his feet, flies way faster than the rest of them. The submarine is okay, right? And all of his people left him, right? But they don't leave him for long, right? That's the usual thing. These are cool pinups that Byrne did in the classic. This is the, the Fantastic Four he became, he was a fan of, right, as a kid, right? You got this cool thing, more of the flathead, um, Namor, that kind of went from swimmer's hair to literally a flathead in the 40s and 50s. And then John Basima, who came along, gave him a regular head, like more of a, like a person getting right out the water. Now this is one of my favorite issues. Um, uh, it's a classic battle. Uh, this is another big fight that Big John drew, right? And this is when Big John was kind of um, just like knocking it out the park, right? And we had this where Lady Dormer's out there and she's struggling. So in this part, he's given up on Sue, but he's in love with Lady Dormer. And Lady Dormer's kind of softened into the regular girlfriend. But look at all this classic stuff, man. It's like, I mean, he was possibly the best artist at this time. Like there's nothing that could really beat what he was doing at this period. You know, he's really doing some gorgeous stuff involving the people, that sort of stuff, locations. It's like, like DC should have kind of borrowed him to do like Superman or something like that, right? And uh, Samara so gives her something and she changes her, her appearance, right? So now she's healing. And this hints that there was another person that he loved years ago, right? So this is sort of the story told from the past. And there's Betty Dean, right? Where Submariner is destroying everything. Betty Dean comes in and it's enough. See, we keep that there's a thread going on here. The human torch and the <laughs> and the um and Submariner fighting, right? But Betty Dean being the one to kind of Calm him down. And then they call in the thing to take on um, the Submariner. Now, this thing isn't the classic way he did the thing. And I don't think he has the rock sort of thing down, but he's pretty scary looking, which is cool, right? That's even better. Like, wow, right? A little too much muscles, but it's really great. He looks like a monster. You look like, and you get this, this, oh, actually, he was just trying to bring this helmet, he's supposed to bring this helmet back, and the submariners after that, and they said, oh, no, the disease and all that stuff in the water is terrible, so, of course, like any comic book action, the submariners gets in the water, like, oh, it's terrible, New York water, and then he runs right into that, and here's all our story, the helmet of power, what's the submariner been looking for since issue one? 
is back in this thing, and then the thing comes after it and hits him. And so this helmet, then yeah, it leads into this big power. It's a fight for the helmet of power, right? Rochevere, the thing, right? This is Roy Thomas writing it, right? And you see, this is just, yeah. I mean, he was just killing it at this time, right? Submariner is running out of steam because he's been out of water for a while. And then he finds some water and kicks the. And this is another nice shot here. Of course, goes into the wrong place with all this tech. Thing has been stopped, right? Thor's and sorry, Namor, which is Roman spelled backwards, is about to finish the thing, and someone stops them. And Submariner gets away with the helmet, and then Betty Dean was the person telling the story, right? powerful stuff this um even though this is a reprint um chambasin would be pulled off of this i guess the sales weren't up there so ultimately what else that's only 18 minutes so yeah so the submariner usually came up as just a guest star he had um a mini series in the late 80s he had a his series in the 60s because basically like this let me backtrack um when Ant-Man and Turn to Giant-Man wasn't selling, the Hulk got the, um, got the, got the, kind of took the place of Ant-Man. But also at the same time, Wally Wood was supposed to do the Submariner. He had a lot of ideas. He had another Human Torch and Submariner fight. He had, um, he had a Savage Land before there was a Savage Land idea. He was gonna have Submariner and Savage Land, like um, like you said, like Tarzan, that sort of thing, uh, at Earth's core type of thing with all these dinosaurs and whatnot. And that all those ideas weren't realized in the Submariner book, but um, those ideas were realized because it was lighting effects he was gonna talk about doing. It was gonna be really nice, but um, ultimately they did the backup feature with um. I think it's Maurice Severin. Severin, yeah, I think she did the Submariner series and the backups. And um, the Hulk was done by many different people. And I think Maurice Severin did the, the fight between the Hulk and the Submariner, their second fight, where I think the two main fights they had, I guess the first three fights, the Submariner, because he was in water, won them, right? That's the key. In water, he's pretty much stronger than the thing. 
the Hulk and you know was able to beat them in his element right so he got his own series but it wasn't as successful as say um, the Hulk so Bill Everett took it over and Bill Everett did some really gorgeous stuff um, Namor's sister was introduced in the 50s I think but then her daughter Namorita she came into the series and she was kind of um, had a crush on Namor which sometimes happens to girls where they have a crush on an uncle or something like that something nutty like that but anyway that's going to lead into some of our stuff I'm not sure what I should show you here because I have burned series from the well, I do. I know what I want to show you guys, right? So we did that. That's a great issue. We did this one. That's a great issue. All these burned ones are pretty good. But, um... Let's do... Since we're talking... Let's kind of stick with theme here right oh, the, the subplot right because here's the submariner and um, in this part of the series Namor has lost his the wings on his feet right so there's kind of a oh there's some cool stuff I can bring up with this one right even though the printing is pretty bad Burn was using dual shade, and every time you see a dark area, it's almost solid black. But um, the first couple issues were done very nicely, but this one's kind of, I don't know, right? But this still looks really graphic, right? This is right around the time the Berlin Wall, I think, came down. And um, we're hinting of what the past was to what the future is. And I think, who is it? Um, I think Eric Larson and and um, Rob Liefeld said that Byrne was trying to steal Todd McFarlane layouts, but Byrne had been doing them, um, I think, since, uh, what's that thing? The Last Galactic Story, where before anyone knew who um, Todd McFarlane was. And at the same time, Neil Adams had done these before, so it's not, you know, but... This is kind of, Burn is having Submariner do his, um, like, James Bond type of thing. And name Rita's here. She's the mainstay in the book. We'll get to more about her. Right? We get the Mars twins who were his um, business adversaries. Right? She, um, Desmond had kind of gotten Phoebe to kind of fall for her. But she's kind of still vindictive, too. And so, oh. What's going on? And he has these moments where he talks to Cat, which is always cool. And this is a submariner that's grounded, so he's really kind of struggling, not flying on his own power, right? So when you see him, he's kind of brooding because he's really kind of stuck, being stuck. You see how this is extra dark? So I think the Marvel office really didn't kind of keep this going, at least to the subplot of Iron Fist, where Misty and Colleen come in and and um, Danny Rand is um, 
is seemingly a nice guy, but when she comes and attacks him, she he uses the iron fist on her. He has everything. The serpent on him. And it's like, what is going on? What happened to Danny Rand? That's crazy. Maybe we'll get to that later, right? So somebody wants to do it on his own. They're bringing back um, his master man. He's bringing back his partner. What was her name? I got to go back. I'm sorry, guys. warrior woman right so they were like kind of like the evil superman but she has been trying trying to bring her back to life but she's a mess right she's in bad shape right he says there's going to be some sort of um some sort of brain malfunction going on and this guy like the yellow bastard he's going through something weird right and he got the human torch here right and this is what brings the submariner here he's trying to figure out what's going on and it's going to lead him right to the human torch right the yellow bastard before the yellow bastard right and the submariner comes and he's ready to stop all this mess but they utilize the human torch to revive her right and it works it's a big battle a great battle done by burn um, submariners put taking it to Master Man and then Warrior Woman comes in to save the day. Right? This is going to lead, I'm getting you to the um, reunion, but this is going to lead to a certain aspect of Namor's character. Right? So they've captured Namor here. Right? Now, the Submariner is the character who was my father's favorite character, and I was always a fan of the Submariner. But as a solo series, I kind of said to myself, and I like Burns' art, and I like the stories. I said, but Submarine is kind of not a character that I would think like, right? I mean, you can kind of get into Wolverine, my favorite characters like Spider-Man, Angel, Cyclops, um, to some extent Reed Richards, Batman, Superman, those type of characters, right? So I was kind of looking at this book and saying, he still has plots of world domination. So it's like kind of hard to get into his thinking, right? So I'm like saying, you know, what is it? And right around this period, I was like saying, is there anything about him that I could really connect with? And then I turn the page here and we have <laughs> the Submariner going through this flashback here. Now it's kind of rough. I'm not sure if you can see it. It's really dark. And we have Submariner as a, as a young boy running off and he says they mock me mother they mock the color of my skin they're there son be brave they're there my son be brave they only mock what they fear they fear me why because they sense your power they sense something new to the in the world namor the first mingling of, of the blood of men of the surface world with that of pure atlantean strain and that makes you special, unique. And it is very unique. This is what they fear. Then let them, let them, all, let them fear me. Let them all, let let all men fear me. 
for I'm naming more the avenging son. Now I went through the same struggle <laughs> growing up in Brooklyn. Uh, people talking about my skin color and it not matching with the other kids and I I didn't have any I didn't actually I didn't talk to my parents about this so I don't know if my mother would have said that to me because <laughs> but this is an interesting angle that it got um, Namor kind of out of this sort of struggle as a kid where he was one of one of one there's a, like and then later you know his um his um sister I guess it's his sister um no I guess it had to be his cousin his cousin Namora. We're going to get into that, too. I want to, but it's not a sturdy. So, yeah, that's clearly what I wanted to get into. So, I guess I'll just go through the the reunion and stop, right? But um, see how this thing is? All the stuff that Byrne did with the dual shade, and they just really didn't print it well. It really, there's some cool effects because it's newsprint, but, like, like, some of this stuff really works, but it shows you how warrior woman got her powers right we get a hint of samarino in the as a hobo he's remembering the past again so you're getting kind of hopefully in this thing you piece it all together in your head you get all the bits of what's going on where he was a hobo and the, the human torch was without a place to say and he runs into him realizing he's stronger than normal men and then we get back to where we're at now Right, and we have Anne Raymond. This is the wife of Toro. Right, she, you know, met up with the Human Torch, and now she's been captured. It was a captured issues earlier, but now she's in there with the Submariner. And the girl's getting gonna get beat up by this um, German woman, and while they're there, you can see that Warrior Woman is kind of messed up. She can't really deal with people. And she feels kind of violated as she people approach her, right? So we have their benefactor, who's this Aryan-type dude, you know, who's really nutty, right? But he's bringing these guys back to start up, start anew, right? And then we get the subplot about um about what happened to Misty, and then she's about to catch it. And this is one of the cool parts about Burns Run on the Submariner, because most of the time people would just be like, hey, once Submariner doesn't have any water, he's done, right? So you see him dehydrated, but there was still a reserve of strength that he had, right? When he knocks her out, he's still kind of out of it, and these um, Nazi skinhead types shoot him and he falls to the floor. But then this, I've seen this one in black and white. It was gorgeous. You can see this kind of really muddy. So they really weren't putting any thought into all the thought that was put into Ronin. None of that kind of thought was put into, into printing this series. But it's just a cool thing of a really dehydrated and weakened Namor still finding some way to strength where he really needs water. But this is one of the cool aspects of what how you can you really tried to bring out Namor. But I think the way comic books work, and you see the same thing happen with X Factor. You really need to have uh like a heavyweight X-Men type villain to start out a series, or else the kids aren't gonna go. Right? So this guy way up top dropped this thing on Namor and he's out of it. 
But luckily, it's the return of the invaders, right? So, they send Master Man, but he's not kind of with this guy's plan. But he's going to go along with it for now, right? So, I went kind of long, because Namor, he's got a lot more history than, sub, than, sub, than um, the She-Hulk. But, because you asked for it, the reunion of this, I said, this is a little too dark here. But at the same time, and, uh, and this is early computer lettering by Byrne. It's a little rough here. Not, not necessarily totally visible, but I've seen this without the duo shade. It's really gorgeous. I think we just needed somebody to really work on the printing. Because the first two issues were okay, then it kind of fell apart, right? So we did a little backtrack, Luke, the comic coolness, backtrack to the fighting, Submariner taking on too many people. We have the Human Torch in bad shape. Another cool shot, the nice, funky sort of layouts. I think this, as I said, um, Eric Larson and um, and Rob Liefeld was screaming, oh, we're trying to do Tom McFarlane layouts. Top didn't create anything, you know, he utilized a lot of what's there. That was cool and put it into his art and was successful. But this layout, Bernie done in the last Galactic story. I'm not pulling it out again. We already know that he also did it in Superman too. All right, so we have the invaders. The invaders will come, but we know Union Jack is dead. We know that um, Spitfire is a um, old woman, and we also have Namora, who's also dead. Right. So, at the same time, we backtrack a little. Right, and we have Namora, who's kind of roughed up you gotta tell him what's going on right she tells is it lady um farnsworth i think that's what her name is i could be wrong but um she's spitfire but she's older and this backtrack what happened to her right when they leave she follows the submariner but then she gets accosted by these skinheads that we saw them fighting right but they kind of roughed her up and she got out of there she was kind of stabbed She's out of it, and they get, went to the hospital. So, of course, they're going to gather a team to help out the Submariner. They can't get in touch with Cat yet, right? But they put the word out. They get back. They kind of wait. They're still not, they're still not able to get Cat yet. So then they're going to do it themselves. They got Plane, and they got Union Jack. Right, and Namor, Namor Rita is really a strong character in this book. So I think since I've done one Namor thing with a lot of a lot of um, Namor Rita, I'm gonna do one of the best stories with Norman Rita ever. Right. So instead of this is what really he's hallucinating because he's really dehydrated. This is the Cal Calgary. Right. Right. And Union Jack is pretty strong. And then Submariner slowly starts to come out of it. But this is the subplot here, right? He sees Namora and he realizes the voice was Namorita. And that's when he kind of is coming back. But this is the subplot right here. Keep that in mind for when I do the next one, right? So please come back. But then another great shot here. Get some water in there. 
finally comes back. But then Master Man is there. While Master Man is doing his thing, Warrior Woman is getting put on the move by their benefactor. And she's got all this, um, she's got all this, um, you know, like sort of brain damage from being, you know, held in a, a jar for who knows how long. She's really not able to understand what's going on. She feels something, but it really, and she's like, she's a married woman. She's really softened up from her thing, but she slowly, he's bringing out these things to her, right? And she's like, um, you overwhelm me. And he's gone crazy. Look at this guy. And he's like, what's wrong with her? Like, she doesn't respond to our dream. He's like, she has some brain damage, right? Of course, she was held in a jar. But Master Man is there, and a big fight ensues, right? And at the same time, with Submariner and Master Man are going at it, Master Man is lost. Now, okay, in this thing, all this was clear. If you look at the black and whites in this, in here, all of it is just dark. There's all texture here. There's texture here. And when you see this, the printing is just really bad, right? So there's a new master man, right? So he lost his powers. He went Willie Lomer. And then now that whatever's going on, Master Woman is with it again, right? So the new master man is ready to do his thing. Submariner's like, he's not taking it, right? So then we have the torch. And he doesn't recognize Spitfire for who she is. And Spitfire actually uses her powers to stop the yellow bastard, Lady Crichton. I said, I said Farnsworth. It's Lady Creighton, right? Then Cap comes out of nowhere, right? So the invaders are back, even though the torch is, what's the name, out of the way. Then the yellow bastard, he, he dies. Master Woman's a little more powerful than, um, Name Marita. Name Marita, even though I like Samarina, Name Marita is really the bright spot. And regretfully, she was maimed in, 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 uh, in the New Warriors and hair chopped off. She was really treated badly. So, Lady Crichton, Jackie's about to die. And <clears throat> the torch is like, nope. And he said, My blood saved her once. I could do it again. He said, But you ain't got no blood left. <laughs> she didn't say it like that, but um, that's basically what happens. And he's like, nope, he, the torch is a hero. Now, this is the key part. If you look at the torch here, he's got so much personality. There's no way he could be the Vision. Now, Vision has personality, but he's more robotic, right? But there's so much passion in the Human Torch. And he's a hothead and this, that, and the other. So, Willie Loman is coming up to Julia, who is a warrior woman. And then she's back to normal, Right? And she's like, <laughs> look at you. Look at yourself. You're shriveled. More worthless now than you were the day the fear the fear commanded we be wed. Right? So she just tears him down. And he's like, Nope, I got no reason to live. 
what hey and then he takes everything down wink cap is trying to get everyone out of there warrior woman doesn't want any help right and then uh name a reader regretfully saves some some skinheads right they get out some skinheads and then they see the torch has died right the torch is finally out but lady Crichton is saved right so like like most of the movies when one door closes another door opens but the torch's blood is almost like a, a fountain of youth for a lady Crichton and she turns young right so they meet at the oracle they talk about what's happened here right it's a positive day and they put out a torch for the loss of um the human torch and they have johnny storm do it got hank pym here you can see burn is doing his best this face is not like this face right and then we have another blonde it's like four blondes and burn kind of keeps the faces a little different but i mean it's it's burn sort of style so it's kind of it's kind of tough but he really went for it here I mean, you got johnny you got Hank Pym, you got Jim Hammond, and Cap, even Cap looks a little different with the mask on, right? Well, Jim Hammond survived. The human torch survived, right? And he's like, they think his powers are going forever because he was so depleted. But he decided he's going to try to find out what the human part of the name is, right? So this is cool. Look at him here to there. So the faces, they're not drastically different, but they are a little bit Right, and uh, Burn is kind of doing less with more. You know, his face is even though he got some door shade on it. In the oh man, I wish I could do that, but it's like forty minutes. But yeah, so this gives you a, something with a nice thread to kind of show you Nemo. I didn't get to show you too much of him flying with the his wings, his, his, the wings on his feet. I should have brought out um, this Fantastic Four issue, but there you go. There's a little bit of overview. There's a Submariner series. If they're too expensive, you can get the Tales of Sonic reprints. Um, there's, there's, I think it's Prince Nemo or the Submariner. That was his Marvel series. The old ones, I don't even know if you can get purchase those now. Um, then there's, um, well, while I'm here, they also, from um, Image fame and later the, I think the, the Inhumans, Jay Lee did the, listen, this is where we get the Aquaman look. Right, Aquaman kind of got his look from this Namor here with the the Savage Namor, right? So yeah, that's that's a good ending. All right, spin rack out.